0: Reed's Ranch is proud to partner with Marcos Garza and the Garza Law Firm. Uh, If you're out drinking, wondering what the purpose of life is, and you're driving, and you're being dumb, about as dumb as some of our coaching decisions tonight, about as dumb as some of these uh, officiating decisions tonight, just don't be dumb. Try to be smart, but if you're drinking and driving and you get pulled over, don't say guilty. Say Garza. Marcos Garza is the best DUI defense attorney in East Tennessee. He also does criminal law and personal injury. Garzalaw.com, 865-540-8300. Seth ignored me tonight. He didn't want to come on and do the podcast, so Will Warren was gracious enough to do so. We talked for about 25, 30 minutes, hell, I don't know, uh, about how much that game sucked and... the controversial he's the dumbass he can't do math he's an idiot he gets his hair cut at walmart look at that shitty haircut. the realest podcast in the southeast let the dogs loose let the goons be goons 11 in a row 11 in a row 11 in a row enough Eh, eh, 38 in a row as in 38 on the point when we were whipping that ass ranch gang stand up The holy war is upon us. Welcome to Reed's Ranch, the podcast with Seth Hughes. Like, just quit acting like this is any fun at all. Uh, Another edition of Reed's Ranch. Thursday, March 28th. 11, 11, 11.15 p.m. Tennessee just lost a heartbreaker to Purdue. I couldn't track down Seth Hughes, so we did the next best thing and got Will Warren. Uh, thank you for being a good substitute, Will Warren. No problem. Are we sure Seth is safe? No, I mean, Seth's got a lot to live for. He's fine. <laughs> He'll be okay. Uh, <sighs> let's talk about it. Yeah, I need to. This is going to be therapy for me. So let's talk about it. I thought it sucked. Yeah, I'm going to say it was not good. That that was not a uh a good ending to a good season. That was a uh, shameful ending to a good season. Or a shameful ending to a season that could have been great hell, I don't know. I don't even know if that's a good se- I don't know if I consider that a good season anymore. And I was someone who said that we were essentially playing with House of Money tonight, saying that it would be a push of a season if we lost. It feels a lot like a failure right now. I mean, I don't think it's a failure, but it feels like a failure right now. Mm -hmm. I had resisted defining it as that for a long time because because a lot
1: of people were saying the season was a failure when Tennessee didn't win the SEC regular season title. But uh, now I think with no regular season title, no conference tournament championship and no elite eight bid, you can say the season was a disappointment and I would not be upset by that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It feels pretty disappointing right now. He had some good moments, obviously, uh, but you, you ultimately had disappointment. And, And it's tough because, you know,
1: I've, always kind of oscillated on what I feel is the best or the the worst possible way to lose whether it's the buzzer beater or the blowout or you come all the way back only to lose in the end and honestly honestly after tonight I think it's coming all the way back only to still lose
0: it's coming all the way back and getting to overtime and getting to overtime only after you blew a lead after you you blew two leads right I mean we had we had two possessions needing one stop, right? And we didn't get a stop either time. Is that correct? Yeah, well, yeah, it was. What um, am I misremembering. I feel, I feel like we were up with a minute left. They scored. We scored again. They scored. Is that what happened or Because no? it was 80-77 after Admiral missed a free throw. and yeah. then I, I think, feel like he missed that free throw with about a minute and a half left, though, if I'm not mistaken. I think it
1: was slightly over might, a minute. But either either way, Klein came down and hit a three to tie it.
0: It was actually two thirty left. So somebody oh. missed a free throw with slightly over a minute left. Yeah, hold on. This isn't it. Okay. Admiral missed his You're way off, Will. Admiral missed that free throw with four minutes left. He missed one somewhere. Yeah, he, he made he made the first, missed the second. Klein's dumbass hit that three pointer with three minutes and thirty-eight seconds left. Uh we hit a layup. Klein's dumbass hits another three. Admiral hits a three, puts us up by two. Grady Eifert goes one of two from the free throw line. Grant gets that dunk to go up three with a minute seven left. Klein's dumbass hits that three. Grant Williams, dunk. Carson Edwards, dumbass, hits two free throws. So yeah, that's that's how I remembered it. it, it, it it's way better when I watch these games sober, I guess, because usually it's a blur for me. And <laughs> if I'd have been drinking tonight, who knows what would have happened? Well, I'd be in a even even worse place, but yeah, we had, I mean, we had two possessions needing a stop and both times we gave up, gave up shots. And the parallels with last year
1: strike again for me with, you know, but before the Loyola game winner last season, Grant Williams deflected a ball out of bounds with about 15 seconds left in that game that got reviewed that if it had gone Tennessee's way, would have won them the game. Same thing tonight. Grant deflects a ball out of bounds, you know, two seconds left. If that call goes Tennessee way, the game is over, and it didn't. Either way, and you, you can debate all you want about if Lamonte Turner actually fouled Carson Edwards or not, but it's it's all it's all going to be like that single play is going to stick in everyone's head for the until the end of time.
0: I don't know what my lasting impression of this game will be. I don't know if it'll be that one play or just I mean that Klein guy. That and, and missing
1: 13 free throws.
0: Yeah, missing free throws, playing a really shitty first half that you you looked lost in and somehow was only down 12 in. I don't... I mean, I don't... When I look at stats, Will, I guess the only one that jumps out to you is... Well, A, you gave up 99 points, which is a lot of points. But, I mean, yeah, uh, 14 of 28 from the free throw line. And, and it's... This, this is one of the best free-throw
1: shooting teams in the nation, too.
0: Yeah, I think they said they were 16th in the country uh, in free-throw shooting. And per- Purdue missed 17 as well. Well, that's what I was going to say is Purdue is 16 of 33, so hell, like I, I call that a wash. Like I don't know what they were this year. I imagine they were near the top of the country, but maybe I'm wrong in that. But
1: they were above average. I mean, they were not a bad free-throw shooting team.
0: But I mean, they... They shot basically an identical percentage from the uh, three-point line as they did the free-throw line. Right. And that's that's usually not – hell, Tennessee did too. Tennessee hit 12 of 24 from three and 14 of 28 from the free-throw line. When you look at Tennessee's offensive numbers, hell, everyone played well except Bone. Like, I guess Bone's the reason we lost. Is that fair to say? Bone wasn't good enough tonight?
1: I mean, Bone wasn't good enough, but he – it's just the same problem Tennessee had for two plus months. You had six good players and a gigantic drop off behind that. When when it when it got tough, Tennessee had nobody to go to behind Bowden because Falkerson was getting worked.
0: I'm not gonna bitch about Rick Barnes because at this point it is what it is. Like you're not, you can't be mad at 31 and six in a Sweet 16. Like you're just there's no reason to spend all that energy. But man, he said he does some really dumb stuff that a Hall of Fame basketball coach shouldn't do. Like, well, how does he not understand when Grant Williams gets fouled that he needs to get Jordan Bowden out of the game, that he needs to get Grant Williams out of the game and put Jalen Johnson and in and just tell them foul? How does he not understand that? I'm serious. Like that. That that seems like a that seems like a really elementary thing to do. Like sub out your guys with four fouls when you're in a fouling situation. Like the drop off after Jordan Bowden is astronomical. Like you're only down five at the time. Like it's not over, but it is when Jordan Bowden and Grant Williams foul out. Like it's it's over at that point. Like how do you not understand that? That is simple math. Like that's that's Butch Jones timeouts level bad. Like. You're a Hall of Fame basketball coach, Rick. Like, how do you not realize, hey, hey, Jordan Bowden's got four fouls? We're gonna have to foul here. Let's get Jalen Johnson. Let's do let's get something. Let's get something out of Jalen Johnson this year. Like, if he can't make a shot, if he if he can't grab a rebound, my God, Jalen Johnson gets one hand on every rebound and never gets the rebound. If he can't do that, can he at least come in and foul for us? Can he not can he keep Jordan Bowden from fouling out? Because you're in the double bonus. So you're going to be able to sub back in after the first free throw. Like, why, why are we not doing something that simple? That really, really, really makes me mad. The timeouts, whatever, that's philosophy. If you don't think you should call timeouts to build your team out, whatever. You're not Phil Jackson. They're not Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant. But whatever. Do what you got to do. If you are going to have weird rotations, I think that that's bad. But whatever. At least do something simple, like not let your best players foul out in intentional foul situations. When you have a timeout, like if your players get stranded with a minute and a half left and you can't get them back in for some reason, call a timeout. I thought that was really, 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 really bad by Rick Barnes in overtime. And maybe it doesn't matter because, you know, you're down five, whatever. But the way they shot free throws tonight, especially on that goal, if you combine how they shot in the second half and Tennessee shot in the first half, That feels like uh, the game was still there for the Taken, that you you could maybe have a a miracle. That really, really, really upset me tonight, and I don't think anyone even bitched about it. I know I didn't tweet about it because it's not worth tweeting about. I don't even know if I put it in the Discord, but in in my mind, in my mind, I was really mad about it at Elkmont with all my friends there. Shout out to Marwan. I was really, really mad about it. I'm still really mad about it, Will. That's the only thing that's like making me really, really angry is like just simple stuff like that. You're a Hall of Fame basketball coach. Please understand situations. That's all I care about. Like, I'm not going to really bitch at people for X's and O's because I'm not an X's and O's guy. But I guarantee you, I could sit on the bench and say, hey, we need uh, to get these guys out with foul trouble. That's something very, very simple. And I'm sorry for screaming, it's not good for my blood pressure, but it makes me really, really angry. Because Jalen Johnson sucks. Jalen Johnson sucks. In case you didn't know it, like when you have to put him in the game, the game's over.
1: Yeah, I mean it. <sighs> it is a very basic thing of coaching to sub out a, like because c- I mean four, three different players foul out in overtime. You know, Kyle, you can't. That was one you couldn't control, where it was an over the back. But Williams and Bowden easily could have been subbed out for Johnson, and you know, God forbid, like Lucas Campbell or somebody.
0: Anybody, anybody, just go in and foul. That's all you gotta do. They weren't even trying to trap. They were just basically giving the foul right away. <sighs> like if you can't trust Ponds to like come in and foul, like if you're that worried that if you if you do happen to get the ball back and need some offense, like you shouldn't have played him at all this year, anyways. And he started for half the damn season. I was I was worried all year, Will. I was worried all year, and everyone told me I was wrong. Everyone told me Bowden could do it. Everyone told me Lamonte and Bone could do it and Admiral could do it. I said all year that we were lacking that shutdown defender, that we could not stop somebody when they got hot. It was obvious to me after Memphis. It was obvious to me after Alabama. When one guy got going, we were in trouble. And it killed us tonight with Klein. We couldn't stop him. Which is crazy because Schofield was that
1: guy last year. And it just seemed to be gone after about halfway through the season.
0: Why do you think that is?
1: I don't, I don't know if it's an effort thing with all of Tennessee's defense because it, it really did seem to me like Tennessee didn't care enough to get around screens a large amount of this year. But And part of it is just when you have two years of film on a defense where it's the same players, eventually you're going to figure out what they do, what works against them, and what doesn't. And it just seems like Tennessee didn't adjust down the stretch very well. Auburn exploited that so well in that title game. And, you know, tonight I thought, I actually thought Tennessee guarded Edwards pretty well from the perimeter. He took a lot of bad shots, but over half of clients were open. You know, a couple of clients that he hit, it's just like, okay, this is a once in a lifetime game for you, whatever. But on some of those were admirals leaning eight feet behind him. That's inexcusable.
0: Yeah, and some of them are just right around screens that you didn't really have time to get around. And the but the one he hit on Grant with a minute left, I mean, that was just cold-blooded. Like Grant, we played good defense that possession. He had to dribble around and then he backed up, sized Grant up and just drilled one right in his face. Like if he misses that shot, game over. But he buried
1: it. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you just run into it's the the randomness of college basketball. You can run into a buzzsaw saw like that at any time and It's frustrating because, you know, like I said, I I didn't necessarily think Tennessee guarded poorly on threes today like they have at times during this year. Like for the Auburn game, for instance, I thought they were god-awful in perimeter defense. This was just Purdue hit a lot of tough shots, but still, there were some that were inexcusable. Klein hit a couple down the stretch that were wide open.
0: Wow. Why was it Grant Williams in the
1: game to start overtime? Because Barnes was playing. And this is the thing that actually made me more mad than the the foul deal down the stretch. I'm I'm sorry if he has four fouls. The season is on the line. There's five minutes left to play in the entire season with the program's second potential Elite Eight on the line. And you're not going to play the back-to-back SEC Player of the Year because you're afraid of
0: his four fouls. What what does that say? Grant Williams didn't get a shot until a minute and 27 left in overtime. When you're down seven. He didn't get a shot. Just makes you sick. He didn't get a shot. Like, he wasn't in the game for the first minute and a
1: half of overtime. And what do you know? Tennessee immediately went down by three in overtime.
0: Yeah. I mean, Tennessee, let's, I mean... I don't really remember what Lamonte's three-pointer looked like in overtime. I feel like it was open and just missed. I don't really remember it to start overtime.
1: Yes, it was open and he missed.
0: Yeah, so and you got a good look on that. And then we got really lucky on that Lamonte foul call because I didn't think he got fouled, did you? No, he did, he did not. <laughs> and he got hurt. I got. I didn't think he got fouled. And Alexander, I mean, credit to him, hit two free throws. And then Jordan Bone, I mean – Oh, man, Jordan Bone really let us down. For all the talk about him being the best point guard in the country, blah, blah, blah. Him having 10 points tonight on 10 shots is just awful. He he didn't show up when it mattered. And that's what I thought. that That's what I – that's – I mean, obviously in the first half you thought we were losing or, you know, when, when they go up 19 or whatever, you think you're going to lose. You make your run, whatever. And then I was very confident once we went on our run that Tennessee was going to win. Like once they got like seven, I was like, okay, we're going to win.
1: Well, just even even when they got the lead, I was like, you know, Purdue is going to have to hit a lot of crazy shots to win this game.
0: I think I felt like when Jordan Bone missed his three down one, it was a not a great pass by Grant. It was low. He didn't have to. He he couldn't shoot it in in natural motion. But but that's a shot he's hit so many times this year. Yeah, that missed three led to uh, Cal Alexander's fifth foul, gave them two free throws in the ball. Or two free throws, excuse me, to go up three, and then like our our next offensive possession, man, like Admiral played great in the second half. He did truly. Like I'm glad for him because he looked like shit in the first half, and he had played a full game of basketball. If you go second half against Iowa, first half against Purdue, he went a whole ha- a whole game of basketball scoring three points. Yeah. He scored 20. He scored 20 in the second half in overtime tonight. But when your offense down three, biggest possession of the season is Admiral 15 feet fadeaway jumper after he had had so much success getting to the rim or so much success, you know, kind of putting Grant pick and picking rolls, That was abysmal. It was awful.
1: And it's it's it summed up the 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 scare I had all season, which is that Tennessee took so many God awful looking mid range twos. And, you know, luckily they went in sometimes because Admiral is a really good player and bone got hot mid season from two. But I mean, all, all of the, just the 15 foot pull-ups bone coming around, taking a guarded 17 footer grant, instead of turning towards the rim, turning away from it and taking a fadeaway contested 10 footer that always rattled out over the last three weeks. It just seemed like the shot selection got worse when it mattered.
0: Yeah, it did. I mean, is that coaching?
1: I think it is to me because you can tell a player to not take a certain shot. And if he takes that shot, you sit him on the bench. And I get that Tennessee's bench sucks. And, you know, probably that's a little bit on coaching too. But, I mean, you can tell a player to not take a 17 foot pull up over and over and over when it's not working. And no one told Admiral Schofield that this season.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. It, I mean, I think we just have to kind of realize that's who Rick Barnes is, right? I mean, there's a reason he got fired from Texas and he's a great developer and he is, Got Tennessee really good, so you can't be too mad, but I think you're just going to have to deal with he's not the best in-game coach. He's not great in big moments. And and I think
1: we do have to take a little bit of a step back and realize winning 57 games in two years is incredible. You know, getting getting the share of the SEC title, getting to be number one for three weeks, beating Kentucky twice, you know, Rick Barnes being six and four against Kentucky, all of that is amazing, but it's hard to, you know, it's hard to rationalize it right now when you don't have a banner to look at.
0: I'll say 57 wins is fantastic, but three tournament wins in that stretch is disappointing. Extremely disappointing. Like You, you need at least four. Like, I'm not asking for much. Just give me four.
1: Well, I mean, you should have been able to play to your seed expectations. If you're a three, you should have made the Sweet 16 last year. If you're a two, you should have made the Elite Eight or better this year. I don't feel like that's a tough ask. And you know part of it is Purdue is a really good team. And that was a high level basketball game for 45 minutes, but it's the same thing as, you know, you could have prevented the whole Loyola run last year when your offense turned to garbage for 38 minutes. You, you could have, you could have not started like crap for 28 minutes tonight. It's, I didn't understand why, but, and I don't even think it was the whole deal about Tennessee being able to turn the switch on and off. Like they did an sec play like, you know, they would, it would, the lead would shut down to about a tie or two points against AM and m or South Carolina, and then Tennessee would win by 20. It wasn't that tonight. Purdue just wanted it more right out the gate. They were more active. They were way better running off ball screens. Tennessee's ball movement in the first half was horrendous.
0: It's the same shit we did against Auburn in the SEC championship. We looked lost. Deer in the headlights. We could we came out and we did not know what to do to start the game. It's like we had no game plan.
1: They should have read "Show yeah. me my opponent." In my opinion, yeah. I mean,
0: I thought Grant Grant's got a little bit of Mark Gasol in him, and uh, you know, prime Mark Gasol, where he doesn't force it enough. There's times when Grant Williams can't be guarded, and there's times where he just wants to move the basketball and make the right play. Make the right team basketball play and not be make the right selfish play. Like, yeah, sometimes he's unselfish to a fault. Yeah. He waited too long to get going. And I don't know what the hell happened to Admiral in the first half. Like, I mean, that was an abysmal performance. 0 oh for 4. Well, no, 1 for 5
1: from the free throw line in the first half, right?
0: Yeah, and like 0 oh for 4 from the field, correct?
1: Yeah, so 1... Did he end up getting to three points in the first half or was it one? I don't remember.
0: No, it was one. Okay. Because he had two in the second half of uh, the of the Iowa game. So he had three for a full game. He had one free throw. That's your senior leader. And,
1: and like, obviously we know Kyle can either show up or not, depending on the night, depending on how he's feeling, I guess. But it, you expect more from Admiral.
0: I mean, Kyle, Kyle had six offensive rebounds tonight. So I'm not going to hate on Kyle. I, I thought Kyle played
1: well. And a couple of the fouls were just straight up bad calls. But
0: now I think that we should have had more defensive rebounds. I feel like Iowa, or excuse me, Purdue really kicked their ass on the offensive glass in the first half. That big
1: bowling ball guy, number 50, was all over us for the nine minutes he was in.
0: Klein scored 27 points in 29 minutes. He scored 27 points while being in foul trouble the whole game. That was well that was what was infuriating to me was Tennessee
1: never seemed to call a play down the stretch of the game or in overtime really that directed the action at Klein because I didn't yeah. think Klein played good defense. I, I thought w- when Tennessee got him matched up one on one, they got buckets. Klein did not play good defense and yet Tennessee could not get him in a setting late where it would take Schofield or Bowden or Bowen or God anyone on the team. Taking him to the rim and forcing him to play defense with four fouls. That didn't happen.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's um, the play that he fouled out on, where Lamonte just smartly stopped while running around a screen. Like, they should have done that earlier. Like, he had fouls. Yeah. And that was a smart play by Lamonte. But it still begs the question, it still begs the
1: question of how did Klein stay in the game for, uh, I want to say it had to be probably what, six or seven minutes of game time? With four fouls,
0: I don't know how many. I don't know. It was it was quite a while. I thought. I feel like he went out like at the six or seven minute mark. We kept our run going. He came back in and started bombing threes on us again. You have to try to get him in a pick and switch situation and either get an easy bucket or foul him out. That's again, not bitching, whatever Barnes, whatever. Like that's just bad coaching. Like you gotta, you gotta be better situationally. Either go down, find him, find a way to get him on the block and back him down. Yeah. And either they have to send help, and you got to open pass, or you get an easy layup.
1: It's it's just sick. And correct me if I'm wrong, but Eastern number twenty played most of overtime with four fouls too.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I feel like he did, but yeah, I don't know.
1: And and I thought he was an excellent defender for them, probably their best one. If they had gone at him, there's another potential opportunity. Get him out and God knows who they bring off their bench, probably another white guy.
0: <laughs> uh, pretty poor situational basketball tonight. Uh, yeah, and you know, definitely
1: not a game I'm going to be thinking about for the rest of my life. Yeah,
0: this one hurts.
1: This sucks. And and you know, I, I I don't want to declare it's worse than Michigan State, obviously, because that was for the Final Four and not just the Elite Eight. But to to lose in basically the same situation where you have a late foul with under two seconds to go, this this program, this university, the state really can, is just about unmatched in finding the most creative and impressive ways to to lose to to lose in the toughest possible fashion.
0: I don't know about you, but I'm really getting sick of it. Me too. And and it's, you know,
1: I, I never liked the whole woe is me thing of, you know, uh, here comes the next kick in the balls and here comes the next, you know, rip off my nuts or whatever. It's just, it, it keeps happening over and over. And part of me really does wonder you know, if 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 this happens with Tennessee's, in my opinion, best team ever, just straight up, can they ever get to a Final Four? Oh, man. Because I, I thought, and, and you know, maybe the road wasn't as aligned perfectly as it was last year, where you would have had to go through a seven and a nine seed. But, you know, this year you would have, you beat Purdue, you play a Virginia team that God knows they have a ton of they've got that same Loyola feeling in their heads of the Syracuse game from a few years ago where they blew it. You never know what happens in such a game. Like tennis, just making the elite eight and being right there would have made all the difference.
0: It's really, really stupid. Really, really.
1: Basketball is pretty stupid when you think about it.
0: Really, really stupid. I'm going to Edit this, post it, and try not to think about it anymore. I'm pretty sad. I'm gonna go stick my head in a blender. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not deleting the game thread on Discord. I need to soak that in for the next couple of days. If you want to become a patron and <laughs> get access to the Discord and hang out with us, I don't know where we're gonna turn our attention to next, but that's patreoncom ranch We'll appreciate you for doing this with me tonight. I'm going to get this posted, and I'll talk to you later. Absolutely.
1: Thanks for having me.